Just a quick shout out before this podcast begins. Who's on the pub crawl? Group 10. Group 10, motherfucker. Group 10. That's all I got. Sorry. Sherlock. Guys, welcome to this episode of Between Two Ferns. Wait, that's Zach Joffinalis' show? Can't pronounce that dude's last name. It's so Greek. Shout out Light, episode 10. This is the uh, Las Vegas quick recap. I'm not gonna go through everything. There's uh, much better explanations on all the news sites. Uh, the podcast world is going bananas, going over a lot of the changes. I'm just gonna talk about the social atmosphere, uh, the event organization, stuff like that. So. Thursday was the first night. Many people started getting into town. Uh, a bunch of us went to the bar in Planet Hollywood. Uh, had a good time there uh, downstairs. It's kind of a kind of a more relaxed bar, kind of a chill location. Uh, pretty good. Um, no complaints. It was kind of tough to link up with people. I guess maybe an idea is to organize chat channels in Slack or I'm trying to think of a solution. Maybe maybe Eve meet. I think Bam Stoker runs that, right? I gotta, maybe I'll reach out to him. Or maybe he'll, he'll read this, but, or listen to this, but maybe they can add some kind of communication tool inside there or something inside Slack. I don't know. It was just kind of chaotic to try to find people. Uh, some of my good friends, we all have each other's phone number and, and we direct message through Twitter and that, that worked out. But the people that you don't know that well, that you do wanna you know hang out with, especially when they get here ahead of time early, we, uh, it was kind of tough to link up with. So Thursday was great. We all went out. I think um, I think me and a few of the guys, Drayden and Jay McLean, and I all went to Chateau uh, later on that evening just to try to check it out. I've been there before, but they hadn't. Uh, had a few had a few fun incidents, man. It's never boring hanging out with these boys. Let me tell you. Uh, if you if you're at an next Eve event and you're looking for some people to have a good time with, just uh, send me a message. Uh, when I roll around with uh, with Dirk, Drayden, Jay McLean, it's uh, it's never a boring evening. Let's see what happened Friday. Friday was the first day of the event. Uh, registration was kind of early. I got there a little bit late, I remember. And we had to get, I didn't have a ticket, funny enough. I bought a pub crawl ticket. I didn't buy a, an event ticket because I thought they were one and the same when I first purchased them. And there was all that confusion going on with the pub crawl. So I think I just forgot about readdressing it. So I got there and I, I could never get a ticket. Like every time I went to go buy one, they were, they were setting up special um, event only tickets because they had extra. Uh, the event was kind of sold out, but they still had some tickets remaining. Not everyone came and there was availability, but they couldn't get the link to work and they're having internet problems with their laptop. It was a, trying to get a ticket at the event was a total nightmare. Uh, we got registered. The line was, was fairly long, but it went pretty quickly, I think. I don't think anyone waited too long for the event line for registration to you know, present your actual ticket and get your badge and all that stuff. Um, seemed pretty organized. The, There's a lot of volunteers there. Hats off to the volunteers who worked the event. They did a great job. We got registered for the pub crawl. I think we registered then. We had the kickoff ceremony, the keynote. That was awesome. I had run around and started setting up cameras. So for the, um, I was, I also was trying to help Matani.com uh, get their stuff working. There's just myself doing my recording through uh, Android phones, and Matani's crew was doing. I think Laz was pretty much in charge of them. Uh, was trying to get um, their live stream up as well. They had a, they had a digital SLR, but that required a computer, and they were trying to get the audio straight out of the mixer 
from the hotel audiovisual people, which is a subcontracted company, that could have definitely been a lot better. The hotel staff, the, the contractors, to be fair, that it wasn't directly from Planet Hollywood, uh, weren't really prepared to help us. They, uh, Matani's.com, TMC's crew, wanted to get direct audio out from the microphone and the speaker system through the soundboard to the laptop. And the first method they used was a digital setup, which means you need a digital input. And that laptop, even though it was a pretty nice laptop, didn't have a digital input. Most laptops don't, honestly. Most, most PC cards do have digital input, but most laptops do not. So they didn't have an, an analog solution and they couldn't find a quarter inch to 3.5 millimeter reduction, which you could pick up at any Radio Shack or Fry's, but we needed it right now. And they didn't have any with those guys. And, and being in the audio visual world for so long, I DJed for, from the time I was 16 to the time I was 28. I was a professional DJ at night. Uh, I DJed two or three times a week usually mostly nightclubs, but I did a lot of weddings during the summers. And that's just stuff you have in your bag. I was like really taken back that we couldn't figure this out. So anyways, we figured out a solution. Uh, they went up, picked up a boom mic and we got that running and um, kind of crazy. So the audiovisual guys though were very helpful. We did get a lot of other uh, issues solved and obviously they're busy as hell trying to get all their stuff up and running. Um, pretty good crew. I, I can't say anything bad about them. It's just. Just that one issue was certainly a, a gap. So uh, I'm still thinking, I'm thinking to call this uh, uh, not between two ferns, this particular episode, but b between two naked guys because I'm at the spa again. So this is uh, one of my famous Shadow and Light at the Spa episodes. So Friday night we have the we have the uh, keynote opening ceremony. Some big announcements, obviously, I don't need to cover them, but the capital changes, the structure changes, the UI tweaks that are coming, these are all positive things. I think, I think this is a really good step into bringing EVE back into a modern MMO. I don't think it's enough. I think structures are a good first step, but I think there's need to be some more drastic changes. And that's probably best for another episode. But this, there's definitely a lot of positive things here. The only negative I can say overall is we have to wait so long for a lot of the stuff to hit. And we're talking April. So we have many, many months. Now, some of these things need a month or two of just design, right? Because there's a lot of questions that need to be answered, a lot of things that haven't been thought about. But I don't want to waste that topic on this podcast. So had a great time Friday night. Uh, we, we do the event and then we have the pub crawl. Pub crawl was only a few hundred people. Um, I guess there was seven or eight hundred signed up for the event. I, I think it was 700 plus came bought tickets, but they only had 200 for the crawl. And I, I thought that was a problem. Uh, now, logistically, I'm sure it's a pain, but we're all buying tickets, so that should not be that big of an issue. Just need more buses, right? More buses and more bars to go to. But I think next year, Downtown Vegas was a lot of fun. So the pub crawl was downtown Vegas and we had a blast. If you were a part of that group that went to the pub crawl, you probably heard us yell group 10, that was my group. And we were just screaming group 10 at every bar. Man, we had a fucking ball. But uh, <laughs> I'll tell you a story about that too, it's pretty funny. But I just don't, we just didn't have enough capacity, I think. I mean, they only sold 200 pub crawl tickets, it was sold out. 
I think they probably could have sold 200 more, honestly. I don't know if they could have accommodated them downtown. And I like pub crawls, but even this year where we had less bars to go to, I always felt rushed. Like we would get there and we had a really good host. I think this kid's name was Nick. Awesome kid. And I'll, I'm going to definitely look his name up because he was awesome to us. He, he, he really took care of us. He was, you know, very accommodating. He understand we were drinking. Like he, it was just awesome. And we had CCP Lodgy bro, who was in our group, who at first I'm like, ah oh, man, I, I don't know this dude, but uh, let's go pick somebody that we know. And then man, um, uh, Dirk McGurk and McLean had met him at some other point. So they're like, no, this kid's super cool. Like let's get in his group. And man, he had a fucking blast with this guy. CCP Lodgy bro. Definitely one of the best people to hang out with in CCP. Uh, highly recommended. So we uh, we did the pub crawl. We hit, I would say, four bars, and then we did the the pedal bike thing, which was cool. But they don't have a liquor license. Funny enough, that was crazy. That they they're all set up, but they, Nevada's giving them a tough time to get a liquor license. So, but the pub crawl, man, such a great time. <laughs> we, I remember we walked into one of the bars and. Uh, it was one of the final ones we went to, and there are these two girls as we walk in, and Drayden, if you ever meet Drayden, he's, he's got to be 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six. he's just fucking giant, right? And I'm 6'4", and Drayden stands well over an inch or two over me, right? And he, the second he walks in the door, these two women just zero in on him, right? <coughs> so we're like, we're like, are they prostitutes? I mean, they're good-looking girls. I mean, really good-looking girls in a in a local bar. They must have just realized that we're tourists, right? Because who else goes on pub crawls? So they just zero in on this kid, and and, and McLean's like, "Hey, that's those girls are definitely prostitutes." I'm like, "I don't know." So I'll go check it out. So McLean, you stay here. I went over to talk to her. The girl's like, "Oh, I'm in real estate, and you know, she's she's really coy. She's she's really." on the ball, right? She's like, no, no, we're not, we're not prostitutes. So I said, Mrs. McGurk, Dirk's wife, I go, look, I can't figure these two out. Can you go just talk to them? So she goes over there, you know, starts dancing with Drayden, and she's like, hey, look, these girls are like not even looking at him. They have to be working, right? So come to find out later, I think it was that night or the next night, Drayden's like, yeah, they fucking robbed me. They took my wallet. They took all. He only had like four dollars and some drink tickets in his wallet at the time. They took his cash, his drink tickets for the bars. Cause we had these drink tokens, which were, by the way, these drink tokens were super awesome. They were poker chips or casino chips, and they had um, they had E Vegas on one side of them. I wish I could save one, but we used them all for alcohol. So maybe I can get CCP to send me some because those drink tickets, those drink tokens were really cool. So yeah, he trading his fucking robbed by two prostitutes in Vegas for four dollars. Totally fucking crazy. So uh, fast forward, we uh, we go to where else we go? We had the pub crawl that night, and then I think we went to. Did we end up going out that evening, Friday night? I think Drayden and I took Logie Bro out that night we had a fucking awesome time oh no my buddy randy so my buddy randy he's a doctor here and uh we do some business stuff together in vegas and you know, we're kind of drinking buddies when we're out here and 
he went out with us to Omnia, and man, we had a, we had a great time. Uh, Lodgy Bro went with us. I think that, that dude's immune to alcohol, man. He's been drinking all night long. I don't, he looked 100% fine. Those Australians, he's, he's Australian, fucking immune to alcohol. Just like, it must run naturally through their veins to begin. It's pretty hilarious. I'm back. Holy God, I can't even describe to you the last few hours. I was finishing up the pub crawl for E-Vegas, and uh, I think that last comment was uh, Lodgy Bro and a few of us went out to Omnia, and as I'm talking to you guys, a few kids walk into the spa, and they're just loud, so I, I moved to the steam room, and there's a guy in there masturbating. I swear to God, this I can't. I, I wish, if I could tell you, first of all, you would not believe 95% of the stories I could tell you since I've been in Vegas. I've been here for two months for work. You wouldn't believe, you wouldn't believe. You would, you would call me instantly a liar. Number two, I can't remember all the details. It's just so ridiculous, the shit that happens out here. Now, some of it's good, like a lot of good looking women not having a problem in that category some of it like today like a guy taking pictures of people naked in the spa and then jerking off in the men's steam room I, I, I don't know what to say to you so anyways Friday night great time went out <clears throat> no complaints like I said I think the pub crawl could have been a little bit bigger I think uh, there was definitely some room for proof, but it was pretty good. It went pretty smoothly. Uh, you know, we, took, we all took uh, big tour buses down, down and back from the pub crawl. Great time, no complaints. Uh, really, it was a good time. Felt a little rushed, uh, but better than last year. Last year it was really rushed. This year wasn't so bad. So cool. Fast forward Saturday. Uh, the event was well. I, I, my complaint on Saturday was they chopped up the 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 main hall. So Saturday was busy. So let me, as I'm talking to you guys, let me pull up the uh, E-Vegas schedule just so I can refresh my memory. The uh, So Saturday was, was a busy day, right? Heavy hitting, like we had a lot of crap going on that day. And I remember some of the stuff, I, I said it in the eSports roundtable, that was pretty cool. I missed the first great war. I had I was had live streams going for all this stuff. So it, it was pretty decent. The, the video quality wasn't great, but it was video plus audio. What else are you gonna do, right? Not much, not much I could do with just cell phone cameras, but hopefully at least the audio was worth it, right? We had an eSports roundtable. That was a cool discussion. I, I, I've made my statement on eSports pretty apparent. I think we need instant combat, 5v5, 10v10, something that's instant and that, you know, maybe has some rewards to it. It should cost ISK, whatever. I've talked about this before. I'll probably talk about it in the future. We had the ghost fitting presentation at 1130. We had lunch. The lunch... I don't think we really got served much food. Not anybody's fault. It was more just drinks. There was a lot of drinks available. I think there was some beer. There was, uh, I know at the end of uh, the last day at the closing ceremony, they gave us free beer, which is kind of nice of them. And then there were some snack foods, but basically you had to go out and get lunch. The Capitals on at 1300 on Saturday was, man, that was just, probably one of the biggest presentations that it's hard to it's hard to say was capitals bigger than structures i mean maybe i i don't know which is going to have a, a more bigger impact on the game docking supers is huge the the structure mechanics is going to be a big deal they're super expensive i just found out that today the bpo is 700 billion isk 
for an extra large, 700 billion for an extra large BPO for a Citadel. That is astronomical. I was not expecting that number and I am, I think I'm pretty unhappy with it, but whatever. My, my complaint for kind of the main setup room and the ballroom was they split the ballroom almost in half after the first day. So on Saturday, the ballroom was split into two sections. The back section was kind of for food and sitting. It was too big. No one really sat in there. If you weren't in the main presentation room, Mel, uh, ballroom 7-8, you were at a side panel or you were not there at all. Sorry, just got back from rugby. A little tired. But the, and then next to it, you had all the, uh, you had, Gunjack and Valkyrie, which, holy Jesus, Valkyrie is awesome. They have, they have knocked that one out of the park, assuming they don't do what they typically do and stop iterations and stop improving it. But that game as it sits right now, if they keep pushing, that game is going to be awesome. Please, God, keep pushing on that game. Do not let it sit. It needs some stuff immediately. Right now, it needs a 3D overlay. I don't want to talk about too much of Valkyrie, but one major thing needs a 3D overlay so you have a top-down like radar view of where you are positioning in space. But if they keep pushing with that, Valkyrie was... I've never played it before Before this. It was awesome. Okay, so fast forward. We had uh, the Capitals panel, huge deal, awesome. A lot of good things happening. A lot of iffy things that needs a lot of more details where's ehp going with capitals where how are these point defense weapons going to work on dreads are all these doomsdays really necessary are how well are they going to work are they super abusable there's a lot of questions right so but you know at least there's some stuff changing which i guess can't be bad try different things we'll see where it settles as long as they pay attention to it and, and tweak it as we move i don't think it could be a bad change I'm interested in new logistics carriers. Those are going to be cool. The the current carriers are moving to DPS roles only, and then we're having logistics carriers that'll be almost defenseless. It sounds like, in terms of, that's maybe not correct. It, they will be have very little offensive power, just drones. Hmm. What's the next thing? Capital roundtable. I went to that, recorded it, live streamed it. Uh, James from EOC should have that stuff up soon. CSM panel was good, uh, and then the CSM roundtable was was better, I think. CSM roundtable was at 1,500. The roundtable, there was some complaining. Some of it was valid. Some of it was just a little unrealistic. My complaint with the round with the CSM at the moment is there's another leak investigation outside of all the drama. And my I think my current complaint with the CSM really. And this is probably a good example for another podcast is the CSM should just be removed from all private information. I think we would avoid these allegations. Lockfox has a really good dev blog. Oh, dev blog. Lockfox has a really good blog out showing a very likely situation of insider trading that happened before the Capital dev blog was released that showed some very specific modules showing some very funny behavior and their capital modules pretty damning evidence in my mind that there's some really fishy stuff going on and ccp launched apparently according to lilu i haven't seen anything official on it yet but let me let me say her statement was official enough they've lost an investigation on it so anyways CSM some round table is good my opinion 
quick 30 seconds on the CSM. Just remove all of their private information. They should stay. I think they're very important. They're a very important focus for the players to bring stuff to the CSM. The CSM turns that into tenable ideas and bring that forward. But the proprietary information thing, I don't think it serves CCP any benefit. You remove, first, as an example, right now, it's not like the CSM sees something before it hits production. They see it before it hits a dev blog. And then there's six months of discussion about the dev blog, right? It's not like these things are going, the, the CSM sees it, makes suggestions, and then it's live. That, that doesn't happen, really. Maybe that used to happen back in the day, but now it's like the CSM sees something, they have opinions, it, it, it gets iterated on, it comes out, you know, months in advance. The community talks about it. I, but there's so much drama and there's so much insider trading that's happening. And there's leaks to entities and there's leaks to other to other things. There's a big thing. There's no accountability, right? Because everything's NDA with the CSM. We have no idea if the CSM is really participating. There's a few examples recently where CSM members, this is per the CSM panel, there were CSM members who would argue position A for the topic behind the scenes, but when it came out in the public, they had literally an opposite, they were 180 degree opposites. Like, you would eliminate all that crap if you just got rid of their ability to see insider information, but let me tell you, that's unpopular with some of the CCP employees and I think the CSM, I think many people on the CSM, this is my opinion, my opinion is many people are on the CSM because they want that insider information. Some for their own benefit, some for benefit of their friends and, and the groups in the that they're affiliated with in game, and some because they just want to see behind the curtain. Whatever the reason, I don't think it needs to be there. I think it needs to go. Okay, fine. Other round table, structured round table, very cool. Uh, we had a structures, position in the round table. Uh, then let me talk about the Chateau party because I really want to focus on the social aspects of this. So the Chateau party, I got too late because I had an event well, not an event. I was out with some friends in Vegas, and I got to Chateau a little bit later. I took a nap because you know you need to. This is always a long night, so I took a bit of a nap. I got to Chateau party a little bit late. I was only, I was only at Chateau for maybe an hour before the, the real nightclub opened up. So a bunch of us were were in the middle, right, of the right next to the stage. We had a table in the middle. Now, Dirk goes to buy a bottle, which if you're not familiar with nightclubs, they if you buy a bottle, sometimes it's fairly, uh, it makes sense if you have enough people. It's, it's fairly economical. So if you have 10 people, you buy a bottle, a bottle of vodka is probably good for 20 or 30 drinks if you, you know, if you pour regular shots. And it's $400 for a bottle of vodka there. So you could really make the, uh, the argument that if, if you have 10 people and they're all staying there, it's worth it, right? Okay. So Dirk's gonna buy a bottle, but as 11 o'clock rolls around, the nightclub once again gets very antsy with all of us there. We had 700 people there. You would think they would love us to be there. Now, granted, we're not really their crowd, but newsflash to Chateau, they're not exactly the premier nightclub in Las Vegas. They have a good view, yes, but they're not Hawkes. I, I am a little bit of a nightlife aficionado at this point. They're not a Hakkasan, which is at MGM, which is freaking gigantic. They're not Omnia, which is at Caesars, which is freaking gigantic. And has, Hakkasan and, and Omnia have two separate room, DJs, 
playing two separate types of music. And they're both huge, right? They both hold, their secondary bars hold at least a thousand people. They're not Dre's, which is mostly only hip hop and holds two or three thousand people at peak. They're not even the smaller places at Bellagio, Bank, uh, Wintrist, all these other places. One second. Sorry, I had to pick up my laundry. So they're they're not they're not the trysts, the surrenders, the the bank is another popular place, which are smaller clubs, maybe hold a thousand people. They're not monstrosities that hold three or four grand like Hakkasan. Chateau is just an older nightclub, right? You would think they would love all of our people there. And really, I just got once again the impression that they did not want us there. And when the when the club opened at 11, we wanted to maintain where we were, right? We were there first. Okay, we have to buy some service. Fine, whatever. I don't know if the guys bought, I got, like I said, I got there late. I don't know what kind of business they did there before. I know a lot of the hosts there. I have a, a seven star card, which is the highest tier level of customer you can be with the Caesars properties. So if I knew ahead of time, I probably could have worked something out, but I, I didn't think of it until this moment. So Dirk's gonna buy a bottle. I'm like, they said if they want to stay in the main center. We have to buy two bottles. We could fit like 30 people in there. So it kind of made sense. So fine, I'll buy a bottle. He buy the bottle. No problem, right? So we start talking to the host. They move us around, not once, not twice. They move us three times, three separate tables because they had previous people and they're just so freaking disorganized. So by the time we get to this last table, you know, people are annoyed. There's maybe 15 of us left that that I knew, people that I knew that I invited over. I mean, everyone was invited, but it was just hard finding people because at this point there was 500 people there already that were coming upstairs that were there for the normal Friday night crowd, right? And uh we got to buy another bottle. So we finally we finally buy a bottle, we buy drinks, you know, I buy one. Dirk said fuck it and he left. Uh, I don't blame him. But there's like 15 of us there. We had a few CCP employees there. So I want to make sure they had a good time as well. Uh, it, was, it was Guard, Puncturus, and uh, Manifest. They hung around for like an hour or two. So I'm having the worst time. So not only do we get moved three times, but these people are taking forever to run my credit card. And I told them to room charge it because I'm staying at Harris, right? So I told them to room charge the bottle they can't figure it out this kid I, I i don't look this cannot be the first time someone's room charge bottle service it actually probably happens every freaking single time so then they go oh we can't we can't figure out the room charge so i go fine i'll pay for a credit card what do they do they double bill me they bill me not only do they 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 manage to figure out apparently the bill the room charge i get a bill from harris for bottle service then i get a bill on my credit card what the hell is going on with this nightclub? Total, total disaster. Then, my buddy Randy, who's sitting with us, almost gets into a fight with this guy who apparently is the manager, but he walks up with like an open dress shirt, no tie, no suit. You had no idea he was an employee there, none. You thought it was just some random, plus he was like five foot tall. He's a random guy who walks over, who looks like he's just out on the night in the town and starts yelling, literally, I was standing next to Randy, starts yelling at my friend to get up from the table that we just purchased, right? Long story short, the Chateau could not have been more of a disaster. So I'm hoping, uh, according to CCB Falcon, when I kind of mentioned this to him the next day, apparently we're kind of outgrowing the venue anyways. 
thank God, because I hate that place. I hate, I'm never ever giving them business. Anyways, so that was nobody's fault but Chateau's, but long story short, it was a mess. That could have been, we had a great time, because we made it a great time, but it was, the service there was ridiculous. Hopefully the service before I got there was good. I, I don't know, but hopefully it was, because I was quite annoyed with those people. Next day, all right, now we're on Sunday, okay? Sunday, we have the PVE roundtable, community roundtable. This is some bad planning at CCP's part. Up until this point, I can't say anything about the schedule. I think the schedule was pretty decent. This is where things start getting a little ugly, right? We have This Is Eve community, which was put together by some of the podcasters and people who run sites. I think the Neocom there, I remember talking to Kira and Link Theris. I hope I got that, or Proto? It was Proto. Proto and Kira, who part of the Neocom podcast, awesome podcast. And they had a presentation. I think Kira was giving it. I did not get a chance to see it because I was drinking all night before and I got there late. But there was a PVE roundtable, the community roundtable, and then this is Eve community presentation all at the same time. That's just poor planning. That's just poor planning, right? 11.30 is role players in Eve. We have lunch break. During the lunch break, there's an IP dev roundtable. Why would you have a lunch break, but then have a roundtable? And the day before, if you look at the Saturday schedule, there was a lot of openings. Like there was a chance, like, I don't know what searching for Eve's Illuminati is, but there were two slots open there. I mean, I didn't get a chance to watch that presentation. So maybe it was awesome or maybe it was sucked. I, I don't know. But there was just a chance. I, I just saw there was maybe one or two other slots on the day before that they could have fit this in better. Okay, fine. Role players in Eve. Uh, I missed that one. I think I came during lunch. I, I did make the project discovery. L let me give praise where praise is due. This project discovery, which is for those who haven't read anything on it or watching a video, is a mini game doing protein mapping in conjunction with a university in Sweden. And it's probably, I think I'm accurate in saying it might be the first of its kind ever, where gamers, this is not the first crowdsourced science project. If you're familiar with study at home, folding at home, etc. But this is super cool. And I probably should do an episode just on project discovery, but this is awesome. So they had that presentation. Then they had, I don't understand this. The MPSI Community and Lifestyle at the same time and Project Discovery, uh, round, uh, I guess their Melrose 4 had something in there at all. I don't know. It was on Project Discovery, but I was at the main presentation. Then afterwards, they had, they had a roundtable on Project Discovery, but I don't see it listed here, which is interesting. I wonder what happened. Maybe, maybe the schedule was wrong, uh, but I did go to a Project Discovery roundtable. It was really cool. Uh, I got to talk to the researchers and they answered a lot of cool questions. Hopefully that's all on the live stream that we recorded. Uh, I missed the world. Uh, I missed the world building in Eve. Oh, I know why. Because at 1400, I went to the Project Discovery Roundtable, which which they went to directly afterwards. But I missed little things and world building in Eve Online. Uh, the little things, I heard a lot of screaming and, and you know, you know, clapping. So I'm assuming there's a lot of cool things coming from the little things panel. I remember seeing Carker and Puncturus, I think. We're in that panel. I'm not sure. I should double check on that. Data in the Eve economy was cool. Obviously, everyone loves numbers. That was brought on by CCP Quant. The lore roundtable. Uh, they asked, actually, funny enough, 
I missed the PVE roundtable earlier that day, but the lower roundtable, they didn't want to stream. They were they were cool with streaming everything else, but apparently they were a little nervous to stream to live stream and record the lower roundtable. But they allowed people to tweet, which I guess is impossible to stop anyways. But they didn't want to be on camera about the lower stuff. Whatever, I guess that's their choice, but it was a little strange. I'm not really sure the reasoning. With Twitter nowadays, what's the point of trying to control the media, right? I don't, I don't truly understand it, but I guess it's not for me to understand. Uh, 15.30, I only caught a little bit of the wormhole hunting thing. I think there was chances in here, like the Corporate Alliance leadership and wormhole hunting to have their own slots with no other roundtables going on. I think that was kind of a mistake. I think that was a good chance to have some of these roundtables, like maybe the PV or community roundtable earlier in the day. You could have pushed that down. The IP dev roundtable, I think you could have moved some stuff around. There are some definite slots here at the end of the day on Sunday that you could have moved some of these roundtables down. And then the closing ceremony, which I I donated $100 to charity, which I'm not bitter about, but I didn't get called. So my number didn't get picked. So I didn't win the uh, the new graphics card. I'm a little, a little miffed. It's all right. It's charity. I'm not upset. So, then that night we went out again. Socially, this was fun. We spent a lot of time at the Heart Bar downstairs. Now, the problem with Planet Hollywood, I will say, there's a good thing and a bad thing. The Heart Bar Planet Hollywood is pretty decent. It's not a bad bar. But, there is no good nightclub here. And a lot of guys want to go out. And Friday and Saturday night, you know, the Saturday Chateau party, as I mentioned, in my opinion, kind of sucked. We did the, we made the best that we could. The pub crawl was awesome. But after the pub crawl, you're back to Planet Hollywood, which doesn't, really doesn't have good nightlife. And we're kind of outgrowing Chateau. I think, I think I'm, my point is we need to change a venue next year. Also, with the pub crawl, I wasn't really happy with it being downtown. Now, we had a fun time. And it was a blast. But I think the pub crawl that was in last year, we had it between the high roller, which is a Ferris wheel type thing, and the strip. There's a bunch of bars there. I think that's a better option. There's probably, off the top of my head, there's probably four bars in that area. I felt a little rushed last year. Maybe they, they should have picked less bars. Gave us like an hour per bar 45 minutes i don't know I, I maybe i'm not the best person to ask on this i felt a little rushed but maybe it was a decent pace this year last year definitely felt rushed i don't think i'm wrong from last year but you lose like an hour you know at least between traveling going down to downtown Vegas. now if we if they said hey we're gonna hold this is interesting if they have E Vegas in downtown Vegas next year, and we stay at like the Golden Nugget. That because the bars down there aren't bad. They definitely can't fit 700 of us. They're not nightclubs. They're not nightclubs. But say if half the people who attend go out, it'll be tough downtown. I don't know. I think we're growing too big. For downtown and the traveling was annoying but the bars were fun that's that's tough maybe maybe what we do is we maybe we make e vegas a four-day event we make the fourth day unofficial we make it a thursday we all get here early and we do our own pub crawl maybe in downtown and then friday and saturday are the official events that we do some official pub crawls maybe maybe on the strip at you know at the lincoln high roller i don't know this is 
It's a tough question. I don't think downtown could really handle it. They sold out, two, and plus 200 tickets was not enough. I know there was a bunch of people scrambling to try to find a spot or just to follow us. Like there was people who just said, I couldn't get a ticket. I'm just gonna go down with you guys and just hang out one of the bars. You know, understandable, but they, they couldn't actually get a physical ticket. And the ticket's cool because you get, you know, you get free drinks. Well, they're not free because you pay for them. But you get a tour guide and you get to do some cool stuff. Sometimes like in this case, we got to ride on the, the little cart thingy. Overall, socially, this was a great time, and uh, I got to meet a lot of cool people. It's funny that you meet, I mean, this has been said before, but you meet people who, like, uh, I'm a polarizing figure in game, and probably in life as well, but in game, like, there's no personality when you're talking through text messaging, or you're talking on Skype, or or you're talking through voice comms, right? I, I've always felt those are such impersonal avenues that it's very easy to catch somebody wrong and, and they think you're an idiot or they think you're an asshole. But you come to events like this and you meet that person that you had like a bad interaction with. Like me and Noisy Gamer, for example, are polar opposites on some topics, right? But I meet Noisy, I sit down and talk with him. You, he's a nice guy. Like we get all, and actually, we get along on a lot of topics too. But because we had this bad interaction in the beginning, it's just. It was kind of a tumultuous, like we're married, tumultuous relationship. But you meet these people and it's totally different. Like it's, I can't describe it enough. If you're a, if you're a relatively social person, these events are awesome. If you're not that social, please come anyways. And just say, and you know, maybe tell a friend who's coming, hey, you know, I'm not that social. Kind of, you know, break me out of my shell a little bit. We'll figure it out too, but. Come, these events are awesome. If you have a local meetup in your area, please go. But these larger events are just amazing. They're amazing. And there's a good chance that eVegas will blow out uh, the actual FanFest event next year, which might lead CCP to really spend some... Now, they came full force this year. I can't say they didn't. I mean, they sent, man, 20 developers maybe? In, some, in that ballpark, they brought full setups for Valkyrie and Gunjack. I mean, what can you say? They really brought it this year. Uh, you know, I, I can't can't say anything bad about it. They did a great job. This is a what really well planned event. Uh, the internet here sucked, we were, but we were able to fix it or work around it. But this is one of the, the best events I've been to for Eve, and I've been to a few now. This is probably my fifth or sixth Eve event. Uh, but this one really knocked it out of the park, and socially it was awesome. So anyways, hope you guys, if you guys came to Eve Vegas, I hope you loved it. I had a great time. I hope I met you. If I didn't, you know, please look me up in-game, Shadow and Light. If you guys like this uh, format, you know, please subscribe. SoundCloud, YouTube, EOC TV. Where else is it? It's on my blog. Comment. I always love the feedback. And sorry for this as being a two-part episode, but like I said, I, I, I really wish I had somebody walking around filming me because the shit that happens around me is so hilarious. So unbelievable, too, half the time. And then, if you have a meetup in your area, go to evemeet. What is the website? Is it evemeet.net? I'm sure if you just Google it, you'll find it. Evemeet. Yeah, evemeet.net all one word evemeet.net and you know for example i'm just looking ahead i noticed some big ones coming up uh people are going to this thing called 
Yumacon in Detroit. Interesting location. There's an Eve Dubai meet coming up October 30th. Ottawa, Melbourne. I mean, there's some really cool things. Miami, Houston, Texas. You know, I have a hard time. Now, if your location isn't on here, it's cool. You know, make your own. You'll make your own Eve meet. See if you can get some people. Advertise it on the forums, Twitter, uh, Reddit, uh, slash Eve, if you're not banned like I am for disagreeing with the moderators. Uh, Eve Down Under 2015 is November 27th for the Australians. That's a big event. I, I think, according to Falcon, they have like 300-something-plus people. Go to an event, really. Interact socially with, with people you've played with, and uh, you'd find that your opinion on them might dramatically get better or it might dramatically get worse. There are some people that I, I, I've... I had a pretty good experience with everybody, but I had a few buddies who met some other people in game and like really do not like them now. Like they met socially and now they just can't stand them. So I guess it could go both ways, but man, it's entertaining if nothing else. So hope you guys like the podcast, mini cast. If you like it, subscribe. Have a great day, guys.